It's taking I, away the sexiness. Oh, you think it's taking away? Yeah, the it's sexiness? like covering a thing that is the thing that is sexiest. <laughs> Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelorette recap listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Uh, yeah, you kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. I did. I think that'll make for maybe an interesting recap. You know, it's interesting. I actually got off on the other side of the bed today for the first time in years. And? I don't know why I did it. And? I crawled over to your side and got off that side. <laughs> okay, dismounted. And I thought right away, just because I'm me, I was like, this is going to be bad. <laughs> It's such a you thing to think. Yeah. Well, I think you made it so. I did. I'm going to try to, to manifest the opposite. I'm yeah. going to say to myself, Andy, getting off on the wrong side of the bed is exactly what you need to do. Well, we have a hometowns episode to recap. But first, we have a little bit of housekeeping. It's mainly a thank you because yeah. there's a Shandy out there who got us a gift on Amazon and it's very funny. It was a sort of an inside joke. It was about primary colors. Yeah. It was a disc gift. <laughs> it was. It was a total disc gift, but we accepted it and Andy looks forward to learning about primary colors. So thank you, Marie Bailey, for sending that. It's definitely a first for us and we mm -hmm. had a good giggle over it. Okay. So shall we get going, Andy? Indeed. Bachelorette season 20, episode six. We start off in Houston, Texas for Aaron's hometown. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Charity in her voiceover says she can't believe hometowns got here so fast. And I Me wrote, too. Right? I wrote no kidding. Yeah. It feels kind of unfair to her. Right. I mean, to, to, to anyone in the relationships, but really especially her, I feel like for her to make that kind of decision... You know, if it does, in fact, have the weight, the gravity to it that they keep telling us that it has. Well, you're assuming that the actual filming time was shorter than the average Bachelorette season. I think it was oh, because it was. they okay. can't fake how many people were left behind at rose ceremonies or eliminated uh, that's true. at rose ceremonies. That's true. So that's, yeah, it's not fair because it takes at least four weeks to pick the person <laughs> you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Exactly. So they greet and chat and Charity basically says that they need this time to get back to where they were. So the gist of this is basically that Charity and Aaron started out so strong and then they sort of plateaued at some point. Can you imagine meeting somebody and like, you know, it's good. You meet them and you're, you're happy. Mm -hmm. And then like a couple weeks later, you're like, eh, it's fine. Eh, not that great. Yeah. And then like the next week, you're like, let's get back to where we were at the beginning. <laughs> it's so true. Actually, I mean, you would never. No, you, you say that's it. I'm dating other guys. Yeah. In like real lose life, my number. In real life, you would likely ghost that person. Yeah. Ghost or politely be like, I've got, you know, I'm going to the Cape this weekend. Next yeah. week, I'm going to Nova Scotia. Okay, the weekend sorry, after that, I'm going ghost. to Spain. Sorry, not ghost. Fade. Yeah. Fade. yeah. You've got a lot of travel plans lined up. <laughs> Aaron says he would like to discuss how they haven't discussed the L word yet. <laughs> another totally totally normal thing he would like for them to be at that point before introducing her to his family but he says he wants to get there with their day okay so okay. Let's, oh my talk God. About, let's talk about this what the hell is he talking about do, do you think anyone actually thinks it works this way well, do you walk into a funeral parlor and say to the guy hey i'd like to be dead before i see you again <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. And to his credit, he's told to think like this. He's told to talk like this. It's all about how close are you to falling in love? Are you falling in love? Like, when do you think you'll be falling in love? Do you, when do you think you'll be able to say that you can see yourself falling in love? It's just so chronological and just nonsensical. It's not how it works. You know what I think they should do? They should make it illegal 
to say love. The L word really doesn't mean anything anymore. Nothing. It means nothing. It's commercialized. Yeah. It's completely packaged, wrapped, sealed, mm. logo, yeah. and handed to and, you and with coldness. Cold With coldness and with a big price hike. Someone's making a profit off that. Yeah, right. They head to his home now and meet his family and food is actually eaten. They recap their journey and Lauren Elena, I think this might be Uh, the first time that an artist is brought up again. She she got a free plug, but she's so good. Yeah, or that famous. We learned from that episode that apparently Lauren Elena is that big a deal. So big a deal that she got a second plug. They said to Lauren Elena, they're like, you know, for for an extra 20 grand, we'll mention your name two more times. She's like, trust me, you'll be mentioning my name again for free. (laughs) Oh. She's Lauren Elena. Aaron talks with brother Eric now. Very cute scene where Aaron says that Eric might be his younger brother, but he looks up to him. He admires him. They have a nice relationship. His support means everything. It's very cute. They both tear up here. It's a very, honestly, I'm going to say it. This is one of those hometowns that makes you like the guy more. Absolutely. I went into this being like, okay, AB. Oh. Okay. He's got a great family. He was so much more likable with his family than on the rest of the season. He's a family guy. Or should I say, he's a family guy. (laughs) Boom. Very good. Aaron's mom and Charity chat. Aaron's mom asks, why Aaron? Mm. Why Aaron out of all the others? Charity says Aaron is gentle but passionate at the same time. I thought this was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. And in her ITM, Aaron's mom calls Charity compassionate, purposeful, and warm. I loved all these yeah, adjectives. Mom asks if Aaron proposed today, would Charity say yes? And Charity, mm-hmm. this is one of those moments where I was like, yes. Yeah, she girl. was like, no. No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's a good she, move. I mean, she, she kind of had to, like, what could she say contractually? She can't be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Can she say yes? Oh, am I giving that more credit than is due? No, no, no. She deserves credit. <laughs> she she executed well there. But yeah. I'm saying, is she allowed to be like, absolutely? I think she's allowed to say whatever she wants there. But is she, is production going to be like, let's do that again. Don't don't say that because we don't want you. Oh, I think just the opposite. They would want Charity tell them, to tell the mom that. And oh. they would want the mom to tell okay, Aaron that, that. They would uh-huh. want Aaron pretty much as much as you can get them firmly like on the rug that they plan on pulling out from under them, yeah. the better. Okay, so then she gets full credit. (laughs) Charity says she values what a proposal means and she wants to be 100% certain. And Charity in her ITM says, Aaron was the first guy I saw as my husband. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no commentary necessary. That that stands alone. Uh Aaron's dad and Aaron chat. This is, again, like full-blown love fest, just loving on each other. His dad is proud of him. Aaron wants to pleases dad it means so much hearing that they hug it out there's tears i said this has major survivor loved ones visit vibes oh yeah you know where it's it almost feels like all this stuff that's never been said is somehow being captured on camera for the Mm -hmm. very first time Mm -hmm. and as they wrap up charity guffaws at something that his mother said and i have to say charity has a great laugh tremendous excellent laugh excellent laugh it's not annoying it's very hearty And you're kind of always a little surprised that it comes out of her. It's great. Great laugh. It's good to have a good laugh. So now it's the evening. Aaron takes Charity to his high school football field where they sit. And he says he hates how they didn't have more time to talk about love and all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. This feels kind of like a producer was like, Aaron, 
you know, do you feel behind? Or maybe Aaron said he felt behind. And it's like, yeah, you really need to talk about the L word. Maybe you should bring up the L word. The fact that both of their one-on-one chats during this hometown, he brought up how they hadn't had time to talk about the L word. Yeah. It felt a little too contrived for me. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes if you're coached too much, you say things that you don't realize how stupid they are. Yeah. Like you just say them. You're like, oh, I was told by someone of authority to say this thing. Yes. And then you say it without really processing what's your brain. Has, you have, For me, at least, I have two brains. I have a brain that actually thinks of things and says them. Uh-huh. And then I have a brain that is told to say things and I say them. Yes. And that brain doesn't think about the thing I'm saying nearly as much as the first brain. I lost my way over which brain was which, but I know exactly what you mean. And yeah. talk about taking the romance out of it. Oh. It's like, I know we didn't have time to talk about love and all that good stuff, but, and then he says, of course, yeah. that he's falling in love with her. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's not, it's not landing. It's not that much different than just saying like, I have a feeling that in the next few weeks, I'm going to be putting my penis inside of you. <laughs> and I want to make sure that we're in a good place before that happens. Was <laughs> if we're not. And now Aaron pulls out a boombox, which is cute. Very old school. I thought it was going to be a Peter Gabriel from Less Than Zero. John Cusack. Was that the movie? I don't know. I think it was. Where he's like, in your eyes, the light, the heat, your... Isn't that the song where he's lifting the boombox over his head in Less Than Zero? I'm probably confusing like seven I feel like there's things. lots of movies where that's no, done. No, there's actually, there was a movie where that was done. Every movie after that was a spoof of that first movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was John Cusack in Less Than Zero. I think I'm, I'm going to get called out on this by the Shandies. And I believe the song was In Your Eyes. I believe. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure there has also been a Bachelor reference to that where... Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was Colton or someone. It's one of the most iconic cultural scenes okay. in film history. <laughs> well, the, he's not holding this over his head, but he is playing their song, mm. the Lauren Elena song. And when I say... And also their only song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it is their song. He's right. It's the only song they've ever listened to together. And it was literally on their last and only other date that this was played. But she's extremely moved by this. Nonetheless, Charity cries and they make out. Okay, so now it's Joey's hometown. They are in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. Charity in her voiceover says that if all goes well, I will be telling Joey I am falling in love with him. Hmm. There's a lot to unpack there. Hmm. If all goes well. So if all goes well... That's that sounds kind of conditional, doesn't it? This is the thing I don't understand is the whole contrivance of like love will happen. Yes. If these things happen. Uh huh. Joey gives Charity a tennis lesson because he's a tennis pro, mm-hmm. not a pro tennis player. <laughs> As Joey is giving her tips. So apparently the racket should be laid back and low. Andy, you and I were taking notes here. Yeah, he was giving some good tips. Yeah, I, I've been doing that wrong. Yeah, I always too. have it up too much. My yeah. racket's too high. Is that the problem? <laughs> And they're interrupted now by Joey's uncle, Joe. It turns out that Joe is his mentor. He was his tennis coach. He means a lot to him. They're very close. And now they recap the relationship for Joe over the tennis net. And then we get that Joe is skeptical. Mm-hmm. In his ITM, he says that something didn't feel 100% right about Joey. He wonders if his head is screwed on straight. I thought like this was kind of like... yeah. Very strong opinions for such strong. little for so little time. Yeah, does does Joey really care, or is Joey trying to make a star turn? Because Joey, to me, seems like he's 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 not a stranger to the acting game. That's my opinion. Who are you talking about, Joey? Oh, Joe. <laughs> oh. Okay, so Joe, Uncle Joe. Say, well, Joey's Uncle Joe. definitely a stranger to the acting game. Okay, but Uncle Joe, I think, has been in front of the camera before. But I. 
actually didn't get any kind of hamminess from him. No, not hamminess at all. That's why I'm saying he was really good. Yeah. He did it exactly right. Perfect level of intensity. He had the right facial expressions, relaxed. The pacing was good. Yeah. Very, very trained. Unless he's just a natural and he didn't realize it. he missed his calling. I thought it was interesting how Joe never really came off as a sort of villain, despite this tone. Well, that's what it is. He's such a good actor that he, he made us believe. I think there have been some people who have been like, I know my job is to act concerned and I'm going to do my best. And mm -hmm. you're like, I see. You're not really concerned. You just were fed those lines. Oh, yeah. Sometimes uh, it's usually like the protective older brother. Totally. Who does yeah. that. The producer's like, okay, you got to be this guy. And the guy's like, oh, I'm psyched. This is a good role. And yeah. then he flubs it because he's not an actor. Yeah. Joe just nailed it. Well, and also with Joe, the vibe is more so that it's not about Charity being bad. It's about Joey being too much of a people pleaser. Oh, right, you know what right, I mean? Right, so right. even that's quite innocent. Yeah. Oftentimes when it's against the lead, then you get the villain music. Right, right. So while Joey and Charity talk about that evening, Andy, you said Joey reminds you of Paul Dano. Totally. Just everything about him, especially in this particular scene. Uh-huh. I felt like, I mean, just look him up. I don't, do I need to describe it? Paul Dano <laughs> talks like him, looks like him, has the same eye express everything. It's very similar. Yeah, Joey. I was I was left wanting a bit more from Joey in this episode for being this far along. You know when he talked to Jesse Palmer before going into the rose ceremony, they said, and he said he was the most nervous he's been. He's really concerned. The mm -hmm. whole thing was, oh, did Joey's hometown about his authenticity affect him? He had the same expression, the same demeanor, the same energy as if he was like on cloud nine. Yeah. I, I find that I'm wanting a little bit more from Joey. I don't think at he's showing enough depth for charity. He's missing. He's missing a gear. It's Hawaii. Is it Hawaii? Yeah. In Hawaii, <laughs> you don't, you're just like, hey, man. It's all great. Charity reveals that she's a bit nervous because she's never met the family belonging to a guy she's been dating who's not the same race as her. Mm. And Joey says their nerves show that they care and they make out. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so now it's the evening. Charity meets his family and talks with his sister, Carly. This is very predictable fair. I don't even really want to waste my breath on it. It's basically Charity talking about how great they are together. Mm. Carly asks if she's falling in love with him. Mm. Charity says, without a doubt. Ooh. But she still doesn't say it later. That's true. Because things don't go exactly yeah. right. Joey and his mom talk. Oh, his mom. Yeah, she's really. Joey's mom intense. kind of, she, yeah, she kind of stressed me out a yeah. little bit. I feel yeah, me bad too. I feel like if she was a cartoon, she'd have all those squiggly lines around <laughs> yeah. her head. Yeah, she was just so overcome with emotion all the time that yeah. it felt like she was always a hair trigger away from completely bawling, which is sweet, but it just kind of, it felt a little, like I felt a bit of Which is interesting because anxiety. Joey is so unintense. Maybe that's why he... Oh, he's reacting against it. He's rebelling yeah, against the intensity. Maybe everyone else in the family is a lot more chill. I mean, it, intense in a loving way. His mom was super loving. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very sweet. Oh, she cares. His mom says that if Joey's being real and being himself, there's no doubt Charity would fall in love with him. And instead of taking that as a compliment, he's like, you don't think I'm being real? <laughs> I don't, it kind of felt like there's there's some backstory here. Yeah. Because that lines up a little too well with the Joe thing. Yeah, I think Joey has a reputation of being not real. But what's so funny to me is that Joey's got like, he's got like one color. 
Like Joey's always yeah, the same, maybe, whether he's happy, whether he's stressed out, whether he's angry, he's always the same. Yeah, like how not real can he be with that one color? Maybe this is on camera Joey. Maybe once the cameras are off, he's a completely different person. I yeah. can imagine that. Hmm. I feel like we would have heard about it. I think it's maybe a shade that only family can see. And now Joey and Joe talk. Joe says that Joey seemed nervous on the tennis court and asks if he's portraying himself or is he portraying who he thinks Charity wants him to be. Joe says Joey is a pleaser. He tends to become who people want him to be. And here we get word watch one, Andy, from Uncle Joe. He says, dude, there's a chance he's going down on a knee. Lots of high tension music here as we get the standard skepticism from Uncle Joe. And Joey pretty much shuts this down. But even this, usually you would see the contestant be like, dude, like, why are you saying this in my hometown? Like the cameras are right here. And even this, he's like, no, man, I don't think I so. Think, I think Joe is unstoppable. He, he can't he can't be questioned. He's too confident on camera. He really is. He's too powerful. He, <laughs> he really seemed, is a presence. You know what he seems like? Instead of seeming like a dick, he seems like almost like a God figure. He's mm. like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> like, Joey, I don't think that I'm seeing the real you. <laughs> That's pretty good. It was bad. I always enjoy your Morgan Freeman. I, I can't do it on the spot. I, can, I need like, like 20 minutes of preparation. Okay. But then I can nail it. Okay. If I gave you a sentence, could you? How about you do the word watch sentence? There's a chance he's going down on a knee. Okay. Hold on. <clears throat> I got a, I got a channel. There's a chance he's going down on a knee. <laughs> Uh, that's good uh, okay. so yeah joey shuts this down but is remarkably nonplussed mm -hmm. it seems nothing can phase joey to a point that i i gotta say i i'm craving more from joey they hug it out and andy here you called uncle joe a cool david cross i and no offense to david cross hilarious but his part of his job is seeming like a you know a buffoon okay but uh yeah Look up David Cross. You tell me he's not a cool David Cross. <laughs> Charity and Joe talk now. Charity asks if Joe is ready to be a husband and father. And Joe says he'll be an amazing husband and father, but he doesn't know if he's ready. Dun, dun, dun. He says his concern, of course, once again, is Joey's being who Charity wants him to be. How confident is she that she knows the real Joey? And she says very confident. That's the one main talking point of this hometown. Will the real Joey stand up? Okay, so the hometown really wraps with a dark tone. As they chat outside, Joey reiterates that he's falling in love with Charity and she doesn't say it back. So I guess they everything didn't, didn't go according to plan. No, no. It really was they conditional. Didn't make it. They didn't make it to I love you. And it ends weird with him kissing her on the cheek. Like she yeah. kind of gives him the cheek instead of their usual full throttle makeout. I mean, these two are no strangers to making out, right? And in his ITM, he says he's normally confident when they say goodbye, but not this time. Hmm. Is this goodbye? I mean, are they setting up? Like to me, if I was taking this at face value, mm -hmm. I would say that's it. It's done. It's over. Mm -hmm. But they're trying to do something here. Well, I feel like they really got some sound bites from this. You know, him saying, is this it? What Was that goodbye? What does this mean? Are we finished? They got a lot of high value sound bites that they've been using in the previews. Mm. They even used it in the preview of the episode before this episode began. True, true. And I, I kind of felt like, to use your words, Andy, it was a bit of a nothing burger. I, I would agree. And, and I would think that they're going to do the mirror image with Don next episode. Where oh, Don's going to have some problems. One hundred percent you really wow you've really become a student huh. of this game andy yeah <laughs> you what don't know school how you feel is about this <laughs> that i'm a student of <laughs> it's not accredited you have officially learned the ropes i think 
My thank you. It's true. Doughton really by the end of this episode is primed as the front runner, the main candidate. And so we know something has to go wrong. Yeah, they have to balance it out. Yeah. Joey goes wrong, Doughton goes wrong, then Doughton wins. Xavier's hometown now. This is in Cleveland, Ohio. Charity in her voiceover once again says Xavier reminds her of her past relationships where she wasn't prioritized. I do have to, I, I know it's like splitting hairs, but to make that comparison, it's just such a leap. Yeah. You know, like what about him reminds you of exes who didn't prioritize you? And if we are really going to analyze this, she barely let Xavier scrape by last week. Like, talk about not feeling prioritized. Like, he didn't get a second one-on-one. Yeah. And talk about a hometown that makes you like someone even more. I know. He takes her to a yarn shop of for course. a knitting class. Amazing. And here you said, I used to be able to knit. And yeah. I said, what? Oh, yeah, when I was, when I was really young. I was like, probably like seven, eight, nine, ten. I learned how to knit. And I think I was like I was decent for a seven, eight, nine year old kid. Uh-huh. But my things always I remember I, they always went crooked. They would start well and they would start veering off to one direction. Oh, interesting. But I liked knitting. It was very therapeutic. It was probably the first thing I ever did as a child where I was like, oh, this is this is good. A thing that makes you not think about other things. Wow. Yeah. So young to be thinking that way. Well, I was thinking about a lot of bad things back then. At seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh yeah. Like what? It was a real big existential thing. That was the age where you were like, wait, I'm going to die one day. That's right. Anyway, I learned something new about you. I did not know that you once knitted. Every time I see Xavier, I actually get a little sad that I lost the skill. Oh. I wish I could still do it. You can always pick it back up. Mm. Charity learning to knit says she's nervous. And I got to say this irked me. One of the knitting people says, don't be nervous. It's just string. (laughs) So he's a wise ass, even in a knitting class. Andy, you said that's an annoying knitting person. Yeah. I just, okay, I know this sounds like nitpicking, but I don't like it when... Knit? Huh? <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. It just irks me when people say they're nervous doing something that obviously they're not really nervous doing. It's just like they're being self-deprecating. Well, it's a lack of awareness. The other person. Yeah. The knitting person doesn't yeah, have you, you You're making a joke about a thing that's already a joke. Yes. It's very bad Charity's move. saying she's nervous about learning to knit. She's clearly just being like, I don't know what I'm doing. She's being cute and self-deprecating. You don't need to be like, don't be nervous. It's just string. Yeah. Well, it's like re-emphasizing sarcasm. Yes. You don't do that. Yes. Don't do that. And also by by the way, she said it's just string. It's it's yarn. It is yarn. That's right. If we're going to go there. Yeah. And they go to a cafe and chat now. Charity says his brutal honesty about commitment is scary to her. And he says he'll always strive to push himself to be better for her. You can only know by spending more time together. That's a novel idea. Wow. So now it's the evening we have to talk about Xavier walking up to the house. It's so cute. So giddy. He has the biggest, toothiest grin. And he's taking these sort of like small steps gingerly towards the house. Like, it's so cute. You know what it's like? It was like a kid in like elementary school bringing the first girl he's ever dated home to his parents. 100%. That's exactly the vibe. Yeah. It was pure excitement. And yeah. also like there was an element of like, I'm on my best behavior. Oh, yeah. Like he was so erect. He he was erect. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you can but, move on. You can I, do I, it. I can you do can do it. Do it. Like, okay. Okay. Let it. Let it go. Let it go. You've trained for this moment. Yeah. You can do this. He is both unbelievably cool and unbelievably wholesome. Wholesome. Yes. At the same time, it's a very difficult place to occupy. Totally. Very rare. Because usually, someone that wholesome is boring. Yeah. 
And usually someone that cool shies away from wholesome. Like, I'm not wholesome. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's it, You can be cool and wholesome at the same time. It's such a distinct flavor, and I just only want more of it. I yeah. love it. And sexy. Yes. He's cool, sexy, and wholesome. Yes. How often do you get oh, that? Oh, such a combo. Name another cool, sexy, wholesome person. You can't. John Krasinski. You don't know he's wholesome. He seems wholesome. Mm. I don't know. I don't <laughs> okay. know. Well, I'll give it, if John Krasinski is wholesome, he's, he's that. Okay. So they meet his mom, dad, sister, Chelsea. The hug Xavier gives his mom. And of course, we must remember that his mom has MS. The hug he gives her. Oh, that's a real hug. It's like the kind of, it's like a bear hug. Like he's buried in it's like her. He wants to hold on to it forever. He just wants it. Oh, it was oh, so sweet. Touching. And now Chelsea and Charity talk. We get word watch two here. Charity asks. Do yeah. you, like as his sister, like feel like he's in a place where he could truly like propose or get down on one knee. Chelsea says that he's been looking for the right person for a long time. And you can tell that Charity puts a lot of stock in this. Mm-hmm. I love his sister, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. You're right. But she was so gorgeous and just seemed so chill. Yeah. Like, sometimes you see siblings and you're like, okay, yeah, they're cool. When I met, when I saw Chelsea, when I met, I feel like I met her. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw Chelsea, I was like, I want to be her friend. Oh, yeah. She was so cool. Of course. She's Even- savior in woman form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right down to the fact that later when he's like, did you like her? She's like, I loved her. Just that element yeah, of like, willing to go there. yeah, I can say what I think. It costs me nothing to be this enthusiastic, this emphatic about yeah. something. I yeah. really liked her. Okay. Mom Tracy now chats with Charity. Charity asks if Xavier is truly ready. Tracy says she knows he wants to get married and be a dad. Charity in her ITM says it feels good to hear Xavier wants to be a dad, that he has those husband qualities. (laughs) Also good teeth and a strong back. (laughs) That's it. That's the list of husband qualities. The fact that he wants to be a dad. Xavier and his dad Clarence talk now. This is basically more talk about readiness. But here, Andy, you and I marveled at how... Not always, but so often we really are our parents' children. Mm-hmm. And you could really see in this scene that Xavier was Clarence's son. Oh, yeah. They I f- was waiting. I wanted to meet his father. And it was exactly who I expected. Totally. They were both so cool and calm, collected. And real. You know what there is not a single even recessive gene of in Xavier's family? What? Nervous energy. Good catch. Everyone is cool as a cucumber. Xavier talks to his mom and she says she's never seen him like this. They're holding hands the whole time. Mm. This this hometown was one of those like. And it wasn't an uncomfortable hand holding. You know, you've been in those where suddenly you're like, why? Why am I still holding hands with this person? And it's like sweaty and weird. No, He was like holding his mom's hand. They were holding holding each other's hands. The love there is is deep. Palpable. Okay, so this obviously goes really well. They chat outside. Xavier says he's falling in love with charity mm-hmm. and andy you said he said it like a kid who's supposed to say it do you want to explain because he finally said the thing well he xavier's iq and i'm not saying like necessarily intelligence his general life iq i yeah. think it's a little elevated and i think he was like i actually feel possibly like a little bit like i'm falling in love and uh-huh. i know i'm supposed to say it yeah and it's not me to say things that i'm supposed to say but i i'm just gonna do it this one time uh-huh. to make it easier for charity yeah. but i i yeah i, I i'm falling in love and you then know, he kissed her it reminded me of when a little kid is forced to apologize <sighs> 
totally. to another little kid like at school. Totally. He's like, Bobby, I'm sorry for stealing your markers. Right. Exactly. And then they kissed. We have to talk about this kiss for a second. Because they kissed. Yeah. And then she they pulled out. She seemed to want that kiss to end pretty quickly. This was the nail in the coffin. I don't know. Something about her cutting that kiss short and turning it into a hug. And we've seen that a few times with her charity when she's really close to Xavier. I don't know. I'm not buying that she loves to make out with him. No. And I I feel like you should love to make out with Xavier. (laughs) (laughs) So finally, it's Dalton's hometown. Charity's dress. We have to talk about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, if the outfits don't stand out to me, then I don't mention them. But this is the first outfit of the entire season that actually was kind of a fail for me. So it's a red silk asymmetrical button down dress with an elastic belt that matches. It's kind of ruched and a tie detail on these three quarter length sleeves. And what got me about this dress, there was kind of too much going on. The color was a lot. Which I like the color, but it should be on a more subdued dress. There was too many details. The buttons, the asymmetry, the ruched belt, the ties. And then that slight bat wing silhouette. The the bat wing silhouette is not always a good thing. And in this case, it was too much going on. Yeah, it's try hard. I'm going with my philosophy of of this, which Uh doesn't mean anything. But I feel like I know that that didn't just happen. Like she didn't just appear with mm. that on. There was trying done. Yeah. It just didn't look expensive. Yeah. Anyway, just saying she looked gorgeous. She can't help it. But I just did not love this dress. What I wrote was it does nothing for her. So Dalton tells Charity that his parents go to Nigeria every year for four to six weeks. And they unfortunately, the stars did not align timing wise. They are not there. And he says he's really bummed about it. We, though, Andy, agreed that this was pretty badass that they didn't fly back for this. I can't be bothered. (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, they they sit down for dinner with his siblings and grandma. His grandma's amazing, by the way. Yeah. And then his parents do arrive. So... Yeah, no one can resist the pull of the franchise. (laughs) You know, it really is a testament to how seriously Dotton takes this if his parents would make that trip. Yeah. Because you can tell that they wouldn't come if he's the kind of person who would do something like this on a whim. And they're like, okay, Dotton's doing that weird stuff he does. Yeah. We don't need to fly home for that. I wrote this is sweet if no longer badass. Mm. And now we get a sort of montage of ch- mini chats happening, including Charity talking to Dotton's brother and his brother saying that Dotton is so faithful when he's in a relationship that he won't even look at another woman. Not even look. Yeah. Charity even by accident. Charity loves this. Yeah. And this montage of time culminates with the high pressure one-on-one time between Charity and Daunton's mother, who's famed for being the most critical in the mm-hmm. family. And Charity, I mean, she's very good at this. She's mm. good with the parents, good with the families. Especially when she likes the guy. Yes. Easy. And she definitely likes Dotton. And when trying to verbalize what they share, she starts crying. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, this wins over Dotton's oh, mom pronto. So and now for the evening, Dotton and Charity drive off in a vintage T-Bird to a drive-in theater. And the film is titled Charity and Dotton, and it's their home videos. 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
I don't know. This is pretty cute. No, it was super cute. It's super cute. Yeah. You know what it is? It's because I love Dotton and I love Charity and Dotton together. I love Charity with Dotton. Oh, yeah. And she's got tears streaming down her face and then they kiss. And you can tell it's one of those wet kisses where the tears where make tears it more wet. tears make it wet. Yeah. Oh. A tear, a salty tear kiss is the best kind. <laughs> so now we're back in LA. Charity has a sit down chat with Jesse. We have to talk about this because from a structure standpoint, this is definitely an old school thing. This is like back in the day, you would get the lead sitting down with Chris Harrison to go over the four hometowns and update us on how they're feeling. And I'm going to tell you, like, I kind of think this should have been left in the past because this felt very time wasty to me. And we didn't really learn anything new. Like, okay, the four guys are falling in love with her. I guess we got that she's falling in love with the four guys. But even that, I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, if you're falling in love with four guys, then maybe love is not the word we should be using to apply to the feeling you feel. I agree. I feel like they're actually almost saying we screwed up. We didn't show you enough. So we have to tell you now. More structure is not a good thing. Unless it's fun. Yeah. Unless it's like a fun structure. No, I totally agree this with that actually. Fun. No, that's a great point. Because I think in this show, that's actually what holds them back so much of the time is the idea that, oh, we need to have a rose ceremony where someone definitely goes home. But I actually way prefer it when someone gets sent home spontaneously in just a random conversation where no one saw it coming. Yeah. Why not let nature take its course? Yes. Just show us what's happening. I don't want to be told. Even right down to like last week, they needed to have a group date. They wanted to have a two on one. It's like, what about four one on ones? Like, why is structure your friend? Like, Part of evolving is changing that instead of being like, oh, we'll go back to our old ways, like with this conversation. I agree. Yeah. Anyway. So now we have the rose ceremony. We have to point out the Maybelline sponsorship. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a money it was, sponsorship. It was actually, you know, in terms of sponsorship. Subtle. It could have been poor, more obnoxiously done. Like, I actually may go buy some. Maybe. May- <laughs> Good. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Andy, here's where I glanced over at you and saw that you were fully passed out. Do you want to mm. explain why this episode didn't grab you? Well, maybe it soothed me. Oh. It, soothed, it was so soothing, so sleep-inducing. It was not the most scintillating hometown episode, no. but it wasn't bad. It was just, you no, know. it was just relaxing. <laughs> like, I was very relaxed, and I decided to uh, leave, leave the planet for a while. So we have to talk about fashion for a second. Charity arrives wearing a strapless, sweetheart, sequin gown. It's in black mm-hmm. with an incredible high slit and this sort of sculptural detail on her yeah. hip. It's very high, the slit, and it's amazing on her. And there's, I think the only thing I didn't love, this nude mesh in between the bust. I feel like too often formal dresses use that, and it always feels a little figure skating costume to me. But what's the point of it? I don't know. It's like sexiness? I don't know. Sexiness? (laughs) It's taking away the sexiness. Oh, you think it's taking away the sexiness? It's like covering a thing that is the thing that is sexiest. (laughs) Wait, what's the thing that's sexiest? I, look, I don't know if it's sexiest, but it's a sexy thing, which is which is like a heavy cleavage. <laughs> okay, is a heavy cleavage sexiest? It was covering up the heavy cleavage. Well, so I find, I think dresses, sometimes they want to have that plunge, but structurally it's sort of hard to make happen so that you have the mesh, so it's like suggested there, that there's that plunge. But then when you have this rather opaque mesh there it's just sort of distracting and yeah, it again it feels costume it doesn't fit with the outfit this is meant to be a positive review for this dress honestly mm. i just think had this been a simple sweetheart neckline and just solid sequins across the front it would have been 
chef's Absolutely. kiss. Her hair is in a high ponytail. She's got those wisps. She looked stunning. Mm-hmm. I just didn't love the mesh. Neither did I. Yeah. I, I we're really starting to see eye to eye on this fashion stuff. <laughs> I mean, not, not I'm starting to see in your eye. I know, I know. In this rose ceremony, Dotton gets the first rose. And here, Andy, you said, I bet a hundred quadrillion Xavier gets the next rose. That was exactly the amount. Thank you for remembering. And Xavier did indeed get the next rose. And Andy, you said, boom. And finally, Joey gets that third rose. And as A.B., Says his goodbyes, Andy, you said, now he's always bawling. <laughs> I'm proud of that one. Yeah. Charity in her ITM with no irony says that had she had more time, she probably could have gotten there with Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Word watch three here. Aaron in the car says, I was ready to get down on one Ooh, heard a big groan from all the Shandies who guessed two at that point. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one got through like the Indiana Just Jones. under the wire. Yeah, yeah. Charity in her ITM says that she's falling in love with someone and just sent them home. <laughs> hmm. Once again, I, the word love. We need another word. Yeah. Like something between like and love for them to use on the show. Like the Inuits. They have like 40 different words for snow. Is that true? Yes. Is that an exaggeration? No. It's If, if, it, if I'm exaggerating, I'm exaggerating by like 15 to 20%. Okay. It's a gentleman's 20% exaggeration. Okay. But they need all those words because they have so many different types of snow up there. Snow is a big part of their life. Mm-hmm. And I think we need 40 words for love now. Yes, because I don't think it's love. I'm sorry. If you think you're falling in love with someone and then you sent them home, it's not love. I don't know how to get around it, though. It's tough. Because if you say, if you if you create a numerical system, then you're giving it away too much. You got to create some mystery. Like, you can't say I'm exactly a six and a half. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, well, the other guy's a seven. That means he's winning. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. I'll stop bringing it up. <laughs> Okay, so now we have credits. Doughton's family gifts charity jewelry and clothing from Africa, including a waist bead, which is for the bedroom. This is pretty cute. You know what I like about Doughton's family? They have a sense of humor. Big time. Yeah. And you can spot it from a mile away. There's a twinkle in all of their eyes. The apple does not fall far from the tree. No. Okay, so Andy, that brings us to our A game. Do you have a winner? Uncle Joe. Okay, how come? Just so, like, I mean, just cool under pressure. The fact so. that he was able to cast so many doubts on Joey and his authenticity yeah. while not coming off as some sort of villain is really a testament. If, if I was on the show and I just sort of strolled through the set and I was just like, oh, what's going on here? And someone said, you have to go home with somebody. I might pick Joe. How come? Because of his A game. <laughs> okay. I forgot what we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> You're like, why? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. That brings us to our word watch. Andy, there were three knees. And how many total correct guesses? 199. Ooh. There actually were 200, but one came after the wire. Oh, really? Yeah, after the midnight cutoff. Oh, off. it came after midnight. Yeah, it was an even. It actually, yeah, my OCD really acted up. I was like, oh. But you know what? 199 is good, too. Oh, I think that it's even better. Yeah, because 200 sounds fake. It let sounds like I didn't be, do the work. Yeah, and let this be... <laughs> Let this be a reminder that you have to get your vote in before Friday at midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so our winner of $150 in Skims Apparel, drum roll please, this is such a great prize, is Ali Deitch or Deitch? 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 I think it's Deitch. Deitch. I'm going to go with Deitch. Ali Deitch, please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. Congratulations. And Andy... What is the word for next week? Forever. Ooh. I could go either way, I think. Yeah. 
forever person. It's, I'm looking for forever person. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is where we have bumped the prize from last week over mm-hmm. here. We said we would bump it. So we are back to Cozy Earth. This is the one that no one won last week. So just as a reminder, this is the Cozy Earth eight-piece waffle bath bundle valued at $220. And if you already have towels in your life, you don't need towels, you don't want towels, you can apply that $220 to something else from Cozy Earth. Oh, yeah. Solid prize. Mm-hmm. And so to enter to win said prize you must guess correctly the number of times you predict the word forever will be uttered in episode seven you must do so by using the numeral of the number of times do not write out the word of the number of times you must include either forever or word watch or both in your comment oh you do so by commenting below this youtube video or over on the instagram post for this recap you must do so by this friday at midnight andy have i missed anything I don't think so. Okay. Getting good at that. (laughs) All right. So finally, our predictions. I think we're going to plow right through this. Andy, who do you have in your top spot? I got Dotton. Yeah, same. Who do you have in your second spot? I got Joey. Okay. And who do you think is going home next week? Is there any choice? No, it's true. (laughs) Okay. So we both think Xavier's going home next week. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, how could he not? For me, it comes down to the kisses. It's, you know, it's possible. Mm. I will reserve judgment. It's possible. Possible that Xavier makes it over Joey. Well, I think that's a wrap, Andy, yeah. for this recap. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. <laughs>